Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here, as always, with my brother, Jordan. Hey, and sir. We are going over Bands of Mourning now. My God. Prologue to Chapter 3. Okay, Ooh. so one of the things I like about Era 2 books, they're nice, short, and sweet. Don't get me wrong, mm. I like these massive chonker books, <laughs> but... There's something about just having a nice, you know, no serious downtime. Just go from one scene to the next, mm -hmm. not dragging your feet and describing the shape of the curtains. <laughs> just get on with the story. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it sounds a little hypocritical for me to say simply because I'm a big world building guy. But for me, world building is more about history and less about the shape of the curtains you know um, right so that's one of the things i think sanderson does really well is he doesn't really slow down the world building by describing a lot of the useless stuff no and that's what i like about him because he gets straight to the action and i'm like this is where i belong yep <clears throat> so um prologue begins a in a flashback sequence essentially Wax and Telson, Telson being Wax's sister, are young and they're in that, uh, the uh, the terrace like village, vill almost. yeah, like getaway, yeah, the getaway village there, like, um, little like niche, cutout of society, like a, like a getaway. Mm -hmm. So Telson is trying to sneak out with her friends, and Idashwi, Idashwi, remember it was the. Uh, Harris woman who Lessie slash Bleeder had killed to get her speed. Supposedly. Bike. Or yeah. So it oh, supposedly. Well, I don't I don't know. Fair enough. It, it actually tells the group about an emergency that Max the Wax's grandma got called into a meeting about. And we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. So actually we'll get to that now. It's a meeting with a constable that Wax himself has been informing. And it's because this one guy named, okay, I don't know the name, Forch, Fork? Uh, um, say it again. Forch? Yes. Is it? Okay, yeah, so we'll just go with Forch. So Forch, he's been burning stuff. And Wax actually has evidence on him, and he's the one who's been informing the constable. And the constable's in to try and, like, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you need to handle this. Otherwise, if he does this again, we'll handle it. Right. Um, so again, I don't know how, what I how I feel about these little societies, like protected classes. Not I want to say classes, but pro protected communities like this, where like they get to kind of like cause damage to the outside world, so to speak. But the in the society themselves handles the punishment. Right, and it's not like a. There's not a general punishment. Like there's yeah, no it's like that's not control. Like, that kinda implies that they're above the law, right? Um, right. It, it that's just it's a weird scenario. So I'm not I'm not a I don't, I don't big, get it. Uh, not a big fan. Yeah. So anyways, the grandma catches a wax uh listening in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, I like this moment here where Wax says uh, that the terrorist philosophy is not the only one that we can derive right and wrong from. And I, I like that a lot because that's kind of the theme of 
era one, at yep. least with Seizad's search for religion, right? Where he kind of derived wisdom from several different religions. Well, what? why couldn't that be applicable to today? I agree. Just and being that, totally non-biased, I mean. Yeah. And that. I mean, to be honest with you, like, or since this is just personal, ever since I've met you, you have completely opened my mind to the fact that not everything is complete truth, but sometimes the truth is found between two people making an agreement between two, between something that is kind of close to them. They make an agreement like, hey, this is right and for me, and this is right for you, but it works. So we keep going. And oh, I, I think... It's, I think that's beautiful. Um, it's just, I'm not, I don't know. Like right now with uh, the terrorist, the way that this is, these guys are set up is it, it feels like they kind of went backwards. And I wonder if this is kind of like a reflection on certain groups, right? Where they were um, oppressed at one point and then they, you know, we're no longer oppressed. They kind of got freed, but then mm. out of anger, bitterness, maybe a little bit of spite that those same societies or those same groups yep. kind of like just sit back on their, you know, heels and just say, ah, eh, well, you know, we were oppressed or, yep. you know, we were, uh, what, what happened to the terrorist people? They were like sterilized, right? Yeah. So it reminds happened. me of uh, like, kind of america with yeah. the native yeah it's yeah, it's so, true and they and then they can kind of say hey you know this happened to us so we we're the Do, right to mm -hmm. kind of act like this and it, like they, it seems like the terrorist uh people have kind of stagnated of which for what it's worth it seems like everyone else has also kind of stagnated but more right. so the terrorist people right? right it's just where they're down to the point where they're very stubborn with their old old ideals. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, I like that Wax is kind of like, even as a kid, is just saying question. Well, more than one way. What's up? What? What's You said question? Yeah, he's questioning. He's not just oh, taking yeah, yeah. it for what it is. He's questioning it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So anyways, Wax gets, uh, he continues to snoop and he gets attacked by Forge, uh, who has several people tied up in his room. Right. What's so, weird? Yeah, that's it's a little bit more than just burning buildings. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He he kept saying something like, I have to see what's inside. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this has something to do with troll. Oh my Is god, it... you on this trail kick. You are on a trail uh, kick. No, I mean, hey, I was right about trail, right? So like Where you know, are you I was, though? I was 100% right about trail that he was the guy behind all of it. Now, he may not be a bad guy, that's not what I'm saying, but like <laughs> I was right about calling out trail from the very beginning because I am that awesome. I have sight beyond sight. This will all turn out eventually very great. <laughs> so um Anyways, he ends up killing Forch, and then the time there's like a time skip, and Wax is in the modern time, and he's doing a raiding, a raiding. He's doing a raid at the morning of his wedding. So that sets the scene for chapter one. 
where Wax and Sarah are getting ready for the wedding. And so she asks him, sorry, go ahead. For, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but for your wife, just, just for the wives that are watching out there, listening, if he, your husband was going on a raid on their wedding morning, how mad would you be? Just saying. From the other perspective. I don't think I should be my wife any longer, right? Like, <laughs> Well, you know what? Your wife might be used to it. I understand. But, like, sure. she's probably like, this... This guy, this guy had to do that on this morning out of all mornings. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he couldn't hire somebody. But that's yeah, just what no, I think. I agree. It's, uh, it's, he, and okay, so I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but me and Jordan have talked about this off air, where we're Team Steris all the way. Oh, stop. Over Mercy, 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because... Again, again, I don't know if we talked about this. I think we might have, but it's just it to me. It feels like Sarah's is a better fit personality-wise for Wax mm-hmm. and his extracurricular activities um, than Marcy would be. I I just think Sarah's is a better wife. Yeah, she's she's just more under. I want to say more understanding, but she's very understanding and supportive of what he does. When he was suffering about the whole Lessie situation in the last book. She stayed by his side. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Mercy. I'm not saying that she's worse mm-hmm. or better. I'm sorry, that she's worse, like, or she's bad. But I just don't think she's as good of a fit to be a wife to, uh, what's his face? Dude, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's just, yeah. I says it like I sees it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you sense it like you says it? What? Yeah. <laughs> My lord, friend. Um, so, but yeah. And she asks him if he wants to back on the last second. And then the way that Sanderson's kind of describes the way Wax kind of like looked at Steris in that moment, to me, it seems like he himself is actually starting to accept the fact that he actually loves Steris as well. Um, and it's no longer, and it's not just a, hey, we're getting married for the sake of some contract. No, it's um, a, hey, like, I actually kind of like you. Yeah, so th- this is actually really cool to see. I like that. Um, and again, I, it's nothing against Mercy. I just think Mercy's not, not fit. Not yeah. fit. It's not a good fit. It is the yeah. way it is. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, uh, a man appears, and he he's wearing like this brown suit, I guess. And this is a man that <laughs> uh, in the streets, I think. Kept ghosting. He ghosted him like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gives uh, a pendant to Wayne that he was no, sorry. He gives a pendant to Wax that Wayne was supposed to bring, and I think this the pendant is basically like their wedding rings in this world. So mm-hmm. the man himself is conjured, and he tells him that Sezed is quote unquote distracted. Which first, of all, uh, how is the how is the god distracted? But again, it makes sense though, right? Because they're not omnipotent, right? Because uh, I think majority of the world at this point, majority of our real world is, for those who do believe in religion, believe are monotheistic, right? One God. So the idea of a conflicting God, so like the only thing they can hide from one God is if it's being hidden by another god, which was the case with Trell and Sezet, right? 
So I I want to say that he's distracted because he's I don't know, he's putting a lot of mental focus into hey, figuring you out wanna, the whole control situation. You want to say something? Just say it. No, what? I there's really nothing I want to say. I I, I have okay. There's, I have no predictions. I can. The only thing I think of is, hey, he's maybe thinking about Trell, or he's like trying to do an investigation, and he's putting his whole so-called mental godlike powers into fi- figuring out this mystery, and he can't really be bothered by the uh, qualms of mortal life. Right. So I thought, not gonna lie, I thought the opposite. I thought, I thought somebody was really making a big mistake, and he had to concentrate on it. Like, I thought, like, hey, man, like, what if he's dealing with a lot of big issues at once on the world as a whole and just um, L&L didn't understand? You know what I mean? Like, they, they just don't understand. Like, hey, like, dude's got to deal with a whole world and you're just one city. That's what I thought at first. Do kind of want to see that. Kind of what? Out. Hmm. What? No, like, okay, so I guess explain more what you just said. Like, obviously, Ellendale is the one city that we know most as readers. And that's great. But, like, obviously, there's the roughs. And Ellendale has his own problems. We've seen in the first two books that Ellendale has its own issues. So the the, the argument that I'm making is that maybe he's not dealing with Ellendale directly. But dealing with everybody individually to the point where he's overloaded and he can't deal with them. And then there's there's your prediction too, which I'm going to tie in, is Trell is taxing him. The world is taxing him, so he can't pay attention to the things that need attention paid. That was my prediction. That's what I thought. I go, hey, dude's overloaded. Yeah, isn't that what I'm basically saying, though? I think no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I I was just explaining the way I thought about it because I it agreed with your point. Okay, he's just he's just he can't he can't handle it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I. I, I, I can't think of it being any other, any other thing unless it's something like, uh, Trell is somehow jamming the communication between the Chandra and Zayzed, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of coming across as if though he's not really paying attention to them, which I, I don't know if that really works like that. But yeah, I'm just spitballing. But yeah, so definitely gonna have to keep a note on Zayzed's behavior or what, uh. Uh, I guess Condra say behavior is. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, he goes to them again, <laughs> and so I, there was one side note that I wanted to throw in here, and I thought it was just really cool as part of the world. In the wedding, they sprinkle ash and not flowers, which I thought. Oh my was god, very cool. that was awesome! So, I'm sorry. I don't. If I'm interrupting you, please let no, me know. No, by but... all means, go ahead. When I thought about this, I thought about okay. This is me bringing another. I thought about Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, and his wife. Can't say her name. 
she died. I'm just mad. I'm mad about the whole series. But I just imagine them getting married over dragons, shooting fire in the air, ash falling down. That's what mm. I imagine. That'd be kind of sick. You've seen Avatar Last Airbender, right? Yes. I imagine like a firebender wedding where like you have firebenders on the side that just like blast yep. out fire. Ooh, that'd be sick. You ever, uh, uh, I, sent you a, I sent you a Snapchat of my uh, boxers that my wife got me. It was the Avatar Last Airbender scenes when he's versing Azara. Yeah. I sent you this. Is that when uh, Zuko's fighting Azula? Is that one? No, uh, it's Azara, right? The Fire Lord, Azara. Oh, Ozai? Ozai, that's right. He's fighting him. And it's actually a depiction of him in his bubble when he's got all the elements around him. And it's on my boxers, dude. Super sick. She found it on a crazy website. Okay. I was super happy with that. That was like that was a craziest Christmas present I ever got. So anyway, anyways, sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're good. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to toss that in because I thought that was very cool. It doesn't like it, I wouldn't necessarily say it was subtle. It was definitely mm-hmm. meant to be picked up, but it was just cool regardless. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Wax doesn't see Wayne, which. I think kind of hurt Wax, like because he's the only family that he really has left, and him not Wayne not being there kind of I guess it did at the very least trouble Wax uh, mentally. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm I have a feeling that that's gonna be a point of conflict in the coming chapters. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, as the proceedings start, uh, Wax suddenly gets like cold feet. And he kind of doesn't want to do it, which he kind of gets saved by this water tower that's like starts shifting and comes crashing down. Uh, luckily, no one gets hurt, but that's the end of chapter one. So chapter two, um, Darius says a line where she brings up the Cosmere. Oh, okay. So we've talked about this. Do you have it word for word? Um, I, I didn't. I didn't write it down. This is my fault. I understand exactly. So she says, it's not your fault. Do you ever wonder if perhaps the Cosmere is out to overwhelm you? Lord yes. 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 And then she, yes. and then Wax says, the Cosmere? You mean Harmony? No, not him, Starr said. Just cosmic chance rolling the dice anytime I pass and always hitting all ones. There seems to be a poetry to it all. Yep. And you wonder what that made me think of? Geralt of Rivia. He was like, yeah, yeah, he's like, there's just random BS to this. It is what it is. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You might be right. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, so this when when I like, uh, you know, if you're a Sanderson reader and you have any inkling to what the Cosmere is, as soon as you read that line, that's like. You know, sound the alarms mm. moment right there. I reread that and the surrounding paragraphs a couple times. I couldn't pick up on anything specific, but it does get me very excited for the future. So, again, future being Stormlight to, Archive. Or even within the same book, or even Secret History. So, regardless, um, anyways, um, exactly. as the proceeding starts, he gets cold feet, and yeah, that counts crashing down. And Mercy's investigating, and apparently, okay, so I could be wrong, but the way I derived from this was that Wayne did that. He's the one who mm-hmm. 
unscrewed it. He didn't want the wedding to go forward. I'm guessing he thinks that Mercy and he's team Mercy essentially, which I ain't about that life, Wayne. I which I don't like, right? Like if you think that a wedding shouldn't go forward that much, he's your best friend. You should talk to Wax about it. I don't think that it's yeah, that's not right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Th- this was a little little extreme and I don't think there's many people that would disagree with me, but th- this did rub me the wrong way. Um, and I, I, again, just so we're clear, I'm not saying that Wayne needs to like the wedding between Wax and Steris or that right. Wayne needs to agree with it or anything like that, or that he can't uh, express his dislike for the marriage. But the prior arrange it's like a prior arrangement. Like, but I don't know, man. Is that the relationship? The relationship is more like, hey, I'll tell you how you messed up afterwards. Not, hey, I'll prevent this. It's like, hey, I'll tell you how you. No, no, no. that's not what I'm saying. I don't up. think um, he uh, he should try and prevent it like physically like that. Mm-hmm. I think he can bring it up. It's like, hey, are you sure you want to get married to this person? I th- I don't know if this is the best choice. Uh, blah 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 blah. You know, like I think mm-hmm. the relationship, like he wax himself was just upset about the fact that Wayne's not there and that he's the only family he has left. Could it hurt their relationship a bit? Yeah, I'm sure. But you know what would hurt their relationship? Crashing a water tower down. <laughs> I mean, well... Because he essentially did the same thing, just more physically, right? Like, so, but yeah, that that's just my opinion. I, I, that, I didn't like the way Wayne handled that. Um, but anyway... Wayne, but it's also Wayne. Yeah, that, that he seems lives, like a very Wayne thing to if, do. If you jump into his character, Maz, I'll tell you right now. If we revoiced this book. Me and you. Me and you. If we revoiced this book. If these listeners, I'm telling you, let me. If me and you revoiced this book, me and you, I swear to. I swear on what everybody believes in. Me and you could revoice this book for the audio readers, audio listeners. I bet we could. Graphic w- audio should hit us up for a remaster. We would do an excellent job. Excellent I so. job. I think so. I uh, I love Wayne to the point. <laughs> then, you know, off in the distance, Mike, we go back to the old Allendale. You think he's you know got an accent? Oh, he probably does Scottish accent. The audiobook guy does, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's more like you know what I mean. It's like Australian and little British all at the same time. I think, I and then know. I keep forgetting that they did that in the audiobook. Yeah, low. Pe- it's like a low peasant status that he copies, but he copies everybody so well. Yeah, and I, f- okay. I feel like I could do that because it's beautiful, dude. I, I Brandon Sanderson, I applaud you for Wayne's character. I applaud you. It might not mean anything to anybody ever in this entire world. But of all the characters I've met in my life, I love Wayne. Every time he comes in, steps into the scene, I'm like, I'm going to have a good time. Especially when he stepped into the scene on the church of whatever church he went to where he just drank. And I was like, you, that's you. It's great. So Wayne, anyways, Wayne. Okay, so this is the reason why I think Wayne is like Team Mercy. He pushes, like 
Ways of teaching Mercy to fight for Wax. So like when she's when while they're in the kitchen, right? They're in the yeah, kitchen. He's like, hey, yeah. you know, you should you should go for it. It's like, yeah, that doesn't bother me either, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can be talking to both parties and be like, hey, I think you should do this or whatnot. But like, it's just I don't know that I don't like the way he handled this at all. You think it's a little um, bit of hypocrisy? Not, bit. Not, not necessarily a hypocrisy. I just don't think that this is the right way to do it. Because, like, yeah, sure, nobody got hurt. But this, you're bringing a water tower down. And not only that, it's someone else's property, too, right? The water tower itself. That's oh, you see, you're thinking fiscally. You're thinking fiscally. No, I understand. Not just, no, not just fiscally. Like, physically as well, right? If that water came down, that tower came down, and let's just say there's a janitor up there cleaning up or something like that, and he got seriously hurt or killed... Like what? Now is he going to start sending checks to that family too? Well, well, it, okay. So you're right. You're so right. In today's standards, but in those standards, back in the steampunk era, I mean, nobody gave a shit. Okay, I sorry. Get that. I, that's what? my bad. My bad on the language, but nobody cared. No, I back I, in the steampunk I know what era. You're saying like on a her like generational level like morality changes because i think mercy brought up that same no mercy yeah mercy brought up that exact same argument to him subtly yeah subtly yeah. she's like hey so, why did you do that because that that's slightly wrong so i think that that level of morality exists in that world at that time too i don't know but our level of morality is crazy compared to what it used to be it's like hey somebody died and now our level of morality is like Rah, somebody farted. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I definitely agree, but I just think that like this is not one of those situations. Personally, it but, could be. You could be. You're. You're. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're anyways, right. Anyways, um, the Condra, <laughs> this guy just won't quit. He shows up again, <laughs> and this time he's going to Marcy instead, and he's asking if she knows of investiture and identity. And this is okay. So chapter three. I'm glad that this is a stopping point because I feel like this is perfect cliffhanger for what we're about to cover. So I'm just going to go right into it. Chapter 3, Vandell is the name of the Chondra. And mm. he's the, uh, he appears in the <laughs> And they project an image with this projector. And Seizet apparently accidentally revealed to the Chondra. And mm. he also let something slip about moving pictures. Of course, you know, like movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... They said that... Harm, so they also said that Harmony wants you to struggle and find the tech to survive. For what is to come. Um, excuse me, what? What? Uh, say that again. Say it again. Say it again. So all the way. Say it yeah, again. Harmony wants you to struggle and find tech to survive for what is to come. So I don't know if that's the exact words, but I just yeah, that's how I've written down in my notes. Um, yes, and that's that is so correct. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, continue. Yeah. So I'm. I'm very excited to like see what that entails because that that more than anything else. That's I'll be honest. That more than Trell, I'm very excited for. Um, but anyways, Vandell took the foreign spike uh, that he used on Lessie. Ooh. And they discuss about the metals, especially aluminum. And he said that there's whole. Okay, so this this part kind of surprised me and I didn't really I'm surprised I'm 
I mean, uh, I was surprised that it kind of just just slipped in. Yeah, Mm. where they said that the whole there were holes in their memories when the spikes were removed at the end of Hero of Ages. I always assumed that Milan just happened to not be there when uh, the whole mass suicide was happening. Calisandra. Is that what it was called? Well, that's when the world changed. Calisandra. So. I, when that all happened, when they were committing the mass suicide, all the Condor were like by removing the spikes. I never, I just assumed that Milan survived that because she had the spikes in, but I guess I should have put two and two together. Tensoon didn't either, and I guess maybe someone put his spike back in. But, anyways. Well, um, well. See, this is the thing where I got confused. So, this is where I got really confused on the Calisandra. And or. Anything that happened with the Chandra. So that all happened. And I'm wondering. If they have to forget memories. Who pulled the spikes? Was it Harmony that pulled the spikes for a little while to forget what happened before? Because if that's the case, what would that matter if Harmony can control them? Because he can control the Chandra. What's the matter? Uh, he can't control the chondra that are that have the trail spikes in them, though. The four. Whoa, 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 whoa! Right, or he can't even see them, let alone control. No, them. no, no, no. Wait, wait, say that again. He couldn't control Bleeder, right? He couldn't control Lessie. Right. She had what's her faces. Uh. Uh, she had no or a foreign he, a spike from a foreign world. He like couldn't not. control Lessie because she only had one spike at all times. Yes, I agree. But that one spike was a foreign metal, wasn't nope. it? Nope. No. Nope. I, I could have sworn that they said that. No. Harmony can only control Chondra with two spikes. One being of the um. Or is it? They can either have speed or strength. One of the two. Right, was right, it the potency thing? Yeah. The potency spike. So they have one potency spike, one other spike. Uh, yeah, the so she okay. only had one spike the entire time. So yes, maybe that was a trail spike. I don't know, but the reason that Harmony couldn't control her is because she only had one. That's what was explained in the first two novels. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, but I do think that that one, I agree with you, it was just a one spike, but I do think that that one spike was a a foreign world spike because they were saying that, like, that's not a metal that they know that came from this world. Gadro. Yeah. So, like, what is that metal called? That's what I was concerned about. What's what's that name? name? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, they never put a name to it. So definitely, of course, had to watch. Out. There's so many things that I had to like watch out for. But anyways, so they get into identity and investiture, and this is where it kind of gets a little confusing. They said identity only one person can use the metal mines, and in a, it's like a pseudo like your soul is tied to the metal mine. So like say that if he used a copper mine to put his, you know memories into no one else could pick up those copper mines and use those so and the investiture is ferrochemical the concept of the ferrochemical like using the body to invest whereas 
I guess elements he uses the metal itself to invest, right? Because we burn yes. the metal, whereas Ferrokumi quote unquote burns the body. Ferrokumi is um, more personal. Yeah. Alancy is more external speaking. Right. Um, so yeah, this is uh th th this is where but this is where it gets a little crazy. Um what if they manipulated investiture and identity to turn someone into a Furukumist and slash or a Mistborn? So, so I was like freaking out at this point. Like, wait, what are you saying? Dude, um, I thought the same thing. I was like, hey, what if you just what if you just change the identity to somebody's genes that are Mistborn? Like, what are the yeah, implications? This, this of is like this? this is like biological like engineering essentially right like absolutely so th this is really cool because we know this is this has been a th question for a while right that the beads the elementic beads that both the lord ruler and uh ellen took that turned them into mistborn right can we talk about that for a second so yeah go ahead so how much do we know about that bead you know what that bead's called I forget. I thought we had a name for it, but um, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. The thing is, so I think at this point it's polite enough for me to say Lyserium. So Lyserium? it's less less Irium. Lyserium. Okay. That I want to say that, so, that sounds about right because I remember there being some name being put to it. But yeah, it was. Um, from what I remember, he had found it at the Well of Ascension, and then yes, Ellen had also found it at the Well of Ascension when that little because because it was the Lord Rulers. Yes, it um, was. I'm sorry, I'm doing this one of these things where you look it up, and I'm being real weird about it. So just, yeah, no, no, I understand. It's it's Lyserium. Okay, Lyserium. So it was the metal that was eventually it was of preservation. So it's yes, like a green metal. Romantic powers, yes. Yes. So let me implicate this for you. What if somebody happened to spike themselves? No, no misborn at all. Spike themselves somebody, with any like a metal that wasn't you that wasn't spiked on another misborn or anything? I'm taking all the knowledge we have now. Okay. Somebody took these spikes. They hemologically spiked themselves with ferrochemical powers, took a pill of lyserium. Could you imagine? Because this is this is more reality than somebody being born of misborn powers that have ferrochemical powers. So it's more realistic. But like, could you imagine? Like, yeah, the Lord Riller did great. He did great. But could you imagine what I know now out of these metals? It's crazy. It's crazy what you could do. The Sanderson universe gave me so many ideas. crazy yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. This is great, man. Like, I no, it, it's pretty amazing. Like the creativity of his magic system, and it, it's. It borderline becomes less fantasy and more sci-fi, right? Because it's so yeah. well defined that it's it absolutely. And I'm not trying to say that like 
fantasy is level one and then sci-fi is level two and like trying to imply by saying oh he's transcending fantasy into sci-fi to imply that sci-fi is better than fantasy no but when he defines it at this much of a level i just feel like it becomes less fantasy and more sci-fi um and it's great i don't i if you still think it's more fantasy then by all means i i don't dude that's not a hill i'm willing to die on but it's i think it's just it's beautiful it's very beautifully composed and put together Mm -hmm. it feels and we've said this several times you and i on the podcast especially that it just feels like this could actually be a real world yes and i i I urge i seriously urge like i understand there's so many podcasts there's so many things like shoot i mean maz people are listening to joe rogan i mean that dude gets bajillions of views and obviously i'm using bajillion as a crazy number but dude i think people should listen to sanderson read sanderson this guy literally very applicable to the real world very good writer can take you away from the real world but still reminds you that you're there and then he drops the avalanche on you. It's a beautiful. It's like a dopamine drop. So you're playing a video game and you guys are the final boss over and over again for an hour and a half while you're reading it. Yes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. No, I agree. It's uh, it's that he his his style of writing. I am again. People complain a lot about prose, but I'm sorry. It I for me the best prose is the one that I can understand. If I've read some authors where where other people would uh, claim that their prose for them is like, oh, this is the best prose ever. Mm -hmm. It was difficult for me to read. Two out Um, of three. Sorry? Is it a two out of three or one out of four? Or one out of four. One out of four what? Dude, what I'm saying is I reach out for other fantasy, and the furthest I've gotten is the Witcher series. Maz, let me explain. Let me let me explain this. So, how many people do you think view us? Let's just let's just be honest with each other. Let's I be think, honest with you. No, I'm uh, based off analytics. I think it's like an average fifty listeners per episode. Okay. Which we're so, by the way. So thank you. <laughs> Go on. Great. Please keep listening. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I can talk as long as you guys want me to talk. But I, I promise you. For somebody, Moss, please, you can vouch for me. I, when I was in college, I, I, it, college was so easy. I just passed the test. I just did it for what I had to do. And oh my gosh, it was easy. Numbers, data, blah, blah, blah. So I joined jujitsu. And I have a buddy there. There's Moss. Like, he's like, hey, man, do you want to help me out? Like, you know what? This should be a great adventure. He's like, hey, man, I got a podcast. Like, come read these books with me. I'm like, dude, what? Read? <laughs> Crazy. He goes, you don't have to read. Listen. And I go, what? <laughs> so I listened to the Mistborn series. I'm freaking captivated. Yeah. Um, 
I've played video games. I've I've done the craziest things. I don't know. I've done weird. I, I've done. I've been all over the world. This Mistborn suit, this is this is legit. This is crazy. I, I I so thoroughly enjoy this that every time Moz is like, hey, I need you to listen to another book, read another book. I'm in bed with my wife, and she's like, hey, you just like been away for four hours. I'm like, yeah, I was just reading 400 pages. <laughs> this is all because of you, Moz. You're welcome. And I, <laughs> I appreciate you. This is great. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it, and I'm 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 really digging all the excitement, and I cannot wait to see us get to Stormlight, dude. Because I, from what I hear, is like Mistborn is like the way I I heard it described to me is that Mistborn is fantastic, but Storm it could never hold a candle to Stormlight. Which, I mean, as soon as I heard that the first time, I'm like, all right, all engines forward. But this was something I heard like a two years ago, I think, which. It's crazy when you think like, well, why did it take you two years to get here? Well, mm -hmm. I started reading Wheel of Time because I wanted to read that before the show came out. And I know, I know why now. Yeah, I know why. And um, then we, when we we're doing the podcast, I had to start from Era One because at the time my brother hadn't read the series either. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was. Um, I'm just, but you, like, I agree with you. This, this, this yes. series has broken my ten year hiatus from reading. For those of you who are maybe newer to the podcast, but this is like something that I covered very early on. I I didn't read for 10 years and it wasn't for a lack of trying either, which I guess it was kind of a lack of trying. Um, well, no, Let me, but, listen, listen, I understand where you're coming from. So I came from a good family, blah, blah. blah. Like, I never, I was like, oh, reading is terrible. I'm just telling you, you are so right. I never tell, I never tell a man that he's right. Uh, I'm one of those, I'm just saying, you know, it. you were so right. Best thing I've ever read. Best thing I've ever read. Yeah, Miss, I'm glad, Miss I'm glad that uh, you enjoy it. Like, probably, I guess, even more than I do. But it's um, one thing that I do want to quickly throw in before we can continue, like, amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the, so Wax is feeling a little bit betrayed by Harmony and the Chondra because they never mm. told him about Leslie. So we're going to see that probably. Under fruition. Down, yeah. And then uh, beyond that, he sees a picture of his sister in New Saran. So that's, uh. Oh, it was one of those pictures where they, they're taking her away. Yeah, they're taking her away. So that's going to be interesting. I, okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't. I think that picture was maybe taken out of context, and I think she's in league with uh, Uncle. The hell did you just say? I think that uh, it's that picture is being taken out of context, and she's in the like in the leagues in leagues. She's taken uh, her uncle's side, like she's working with Suit or Mister Suit. Yeah, we'll never know. Oh, well, no, I think. By the end of this book, hopefully. I wonder what questions they're going to be asked coming come book four. Because this is a weird one where with Mistborn Era 1, it was kind of like obvious a little bit what the next question was going to be. 
Absolutely. This one, the questions are not so simple. Like, I don't even know what it is I'm supposed to be looking out for sometimes, which I think kind of adds to the mystery because when you don't even know what questions you're supposed to be asking, it's just... They're more indirect. You're yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? So these plot twists are like even more uh, unexpected. So another thing, Bands of Mourning, those were the bands of the Lord Ruler. Oh, hold on. That was crazy when I saw that. I was like, what? The bands Lord of who? Ruler. The Lord Ruler, the bands of mourning. Whoa, he was dead. Yeah, but to my understanding, that's the name that was given to those bands that he, he was wearing. Mm. Now, this is what the Condor said. They could be wrong. The Condor are never wrong. <laughs> I personally think that the bands of mourning is actually Sezed's bands that he left like he dropped when he ascended into becoming Harmony. Wow. I mean, what time will tell. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> but next time we'll be covering chapters four to chapter six. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, um, but yeah, I agree with you, man. Like for me, I want to finish this book just so, and Miss Warren's Secret History, just so we can really get into um, Stormlight Archive. Because that, I've seen that, some wicked It ties art. it all together. I know. that. that Dude, I got the, the art in my room. Right? I got the, the art in my room. You have Stormlight? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the, all shard, got, right? the shard. The yeah, shard. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I, can't, I can't talk. But he, it's... The art that I've seen for Stormlight has been nothing short of fantastic. Now, yes, I guess you could say, well, that doesn't necessarily mean the story is good. It just could just be talented artists. And I agree uh, with you. But I know, I know what we're looking for. I know what me and you are looking for. I already know. Yeah. I bet you I can tell you right now what you're looking for. Seriously. No, that's all right. I'll, I'll wait for it. No, you don't have to wait, Miles. I'll tell you right now. I'd rather wait. It's okay. No. <laughs> No. You're going to, because I'm going to tell you, they call me Siri out of the Witcher series. Very stubborn. But you're waiting for a Mistborn variant of Stormlight Archive characters. And you know it. You're like, hey, oh, any, anybody that can wield. Oh, more than one book. Like, it's you game shut over. your mouth. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, yes, we will see you all next time. Thank you, everyone.